All righty. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. That's right. This is the podcast where the topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. Mm-hmm. If you talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. And hello, my name is Jay Rye, and I am your host. I am in Out The Way Studio here in Indianapolis. Some people like to call it Naptown. And I am joined with my host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out The Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. All right, well, let's get started on this podcast. You know, Casey, I do have to say we have not had Arthur on our show for a while. That's our artificial intelligence, and I think he's ready to go today. Yeah, and, I, and I'd like to hear from Arthur. Uh, the last time he was here, he actually presented us with uh, a very good uh, good ideas for our podcast. So Yes, he did. Indeed. I think he was working with the, uh, King Cap. Because remember, last time King Cap said he was thinking about increasing his investment into our podcast. Exactly. So, you know, if you can make that work, Arthur, we can make space for you on our show. <laughs> yeah, we give you more time. No question about that. All right, Arthur, what do you have to say? J. Rod and KC, it is great to be here today. I hope you both had a well-deserved restful Memorial Day holiday break. Wow, you know that's awfully nice to start off like that. But in fact, I did have a good Memorial break. How was yours? Oh, it was excellent, man. I went to several cookouts. Went to the race. It was a great weekend. Wow. Yeah, I, I love cookouts. I just love cookouts. I, I just I just like eating other people's food. Yeah. <laughs> free food. Free food. I love free food. <laughs> but yes, but thank you so much, Arthur. I appreciate that. I was able to find time to write an article for Scientific American. Whoa, Scientific Pause. America. Have you heard of that? Uh, no. Uh who you been hanging out with? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, but I actually heard of that. I think that's good stuff. I'm sorry, Arthur. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's interrupt always you. good to expand our horizons, though. Yes, so. it's true. And I didn't mean to interrupt or cut you off, Arthur. Go ahead. Aren't you curious about the title of my article? Why, sure we are. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we're curious. Go ahead. Well, it was titled, how to treat humans humanely or the trials and tribulations of conveying a low IQ due to the company you keep. Mm. Present company excluded. Okay. Guys, I told you last time, the new micro that Mr. Logic installed has me hyped up like I am drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, but just keep this in mind, uh, Arthur. This is not a technical show. So don't get too technical, all right? <laughs> yeah, keep it simple. <laughs> and, and I didn't know you could get hyped up off Mountain Dew, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, now that I have your attention, do you remember during our last discussion, I, I mentioned that Double K, or excuse me, it's King Cap to you guys. Mm. He requested I survey your audience because he was looking for another avenue to invest his wealth. 
Well the good news is he loved the segment and the feedback, so he asked that we periodically add a segment to the show where you both take mail in questions from your fans. I, I do remember that episode. Yeah, and, and, and I enjoyed it actually. It's I, I always too. good, you know, to respond to the, the interests of our fans. I agree with you 100%. All right, go ahead, Arthur. If you both are okay, we could start today. I just happen to have some audience questions. But remember, you only have 30 seconds each to respond. No filibustering. <laughs> I will give the listeners first name only and their city to protect them from harassment. Well, we're not going to harass them. Depends on what they ask, J. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. All right, I, that sounds like a good deal. So, all right, I'm I'm, I'm game for it. I'm game for it, Keith, uh, Casey. Yeah, let's let's do this. All right, let's go. First question is from Carrie G from North Vernon, Indiana. Carrie says, "What is the world coming to?" And wants to know what your thoughts are on all these ladies wearing bonnets in public. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's those bonnets or the things that they be having on their head. Uh, yeah, it look like a. Like a plastic wrap, sort of. Yeah, it looks like ancient mama pancakes <laughs> laid on the box. But worse. Yeah, but worse. I, I thought we got rid of her, and, but apparently she's coming back. And half the time, they're wearing those damn pajama pants with them. Oh, my goodness. So it looks like they just rolled out the bed and just came outside and started going everywhere. I, I agree with you on that. In fact, it's nothing worse than they, they wearing those pajamas. First of all, you're too old to wear Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. <laughs> I don't like that. And then, two... Uh, you've been walking in those pajamas so much at the back of it, the pants mm-hmm. is all scuffed up from the sidewalk. It looks terrible. Yes. And the bonnet is just not doing it. That's yeah. not a fashion I yeah. like. Yeah. Ladies, you got to have more class about yourself. Don't be rolling out here with these big bonnets on your head and these pajama pants. And one lady thought she had on pajama pants, but she really had on some lingerie with the bonnet on. Get your ass back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, please, please. Understand that bonnets are indoor use only. Do not wear them outside, please. All right. Okay. I think we we killed that one. Yes. It's something that we don't like. So, women, I am going to speak on the behalf of the men. Mm -hmm. We don't like that. We don't. We don't like that. All right. Okay. Let's go for a second question. What do you have? Evan G. from right here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Wants to know on a first date with a woman, and you hear this. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I'm going to throw that one right over to you, Casey. <laughs> but, you know, it's a timely question. I recently just had a first date. Oh, my. It was the right, really nice, elegant place. Uh-oh. White tablecloth. Soft lighting. Oh. And what was that sound we heard again? <laughs> But it was okay. Because even though we was at this nice place, we was chugging beers. Oh, my goodness. A nice place don't even serve beer. We had them go get it. All right. Okay. I'm going to switch it up on Casey. Now, okay. I want you to have that first date, Mm -hmm. right, at that nice uh, romantic restaurant. Yeah. Right. But instead of hearing this, Uh you hear this. What the hell? <laughs> That's right. In fact, she did it twice. Excuse me. <laughs> How what? Would you take it on a second date, then? That's the first date and the last date. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she don't think she's getting back in my car. 
We got to frame this. We got to frame okay. this. Okay. All right. Now, she can go ahead and do that. Uh-huh. But if she get up and she have a brown streak, yes. <laughs> we got a problem. Oh, okay. So we cannot have a brown streak after after you hear that sound. Yeah. No, no we, can't, we can't do that. We gonna have a problem, but she gonna have a bigger problem. <laughs> That's right. She better have uh, Uber on speed now. <laughs> I, I do have to say, Casey, I'm gonna admit, I'm gonna admit mm-hmm. that I did go on a date with a girl mm-hmm. who she did actually fuck. Yeah. Right. Now I didn't know because it was one of those silent farts. Deadly mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, you know because that that scent. But I recognized when that scent and with something going on. It triggered the smoke detector. <laughs> <laughs> like she had been eating some collard greens or something. <laughs> or some onion rings. <laughs> I mean, the fart was so bad, it set off the fire alarm, the smoke detector. And so that was a one a one date thing. Because I had to let that go. Well, I mean, you know. She, she had the brow streak, too. That's different. That's different. <laughs> so we had to we had to let that go. All right. Okay. And okay. I'm sorry. We kind of got off track on that. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's hear our third question. What do we have here? Tammy T from Lebanon, Indiana, has a question on trust. She poses the following hypothetical: If there were three pies to be distributed among three friends, and the distribution needed to be made by one of the three friends. If your choice was between J-Rod and KC to be the distributor, which one should she choose and why? Please provide examples. That is an easy one. It sure is. That's a slam dunk. It would be J-Rod. You ain't letting J-Rod near them pies, (laughs) or you ain't going to see no pies. (laughs) What are you trying to say, KC? I've been burnt by J-Rod on desserts about at least a half a dozen times. Let, let 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 me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. See, first of all, I, I care very much for my friends, very much, very much. And so when, when people are presenting us with food, I think it's just appropriate for me to at least uh, taste it before I give it to you. Okay. Now I'm going to pr- provide an example. <laughs> so we were going on a trip, and one of our friends provi- provided us with three pies. Conveniently, they Gave him to J. Rod. He was going on a trip with us, so they gave it to him, so he could bring it to all of us. Only one pie made it on the trip. What? We didn't even know there was two other pies until our what? friend told us later. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute. That, that story just sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. Crazy! I, I don't remember that. Crazy! <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. Okay, how about this one? So the same friend that provided these pies, it was good pies. Once made some uh, bread pudding. Ooh, it was really good. Several containers of bread pudding. It was fantastic. And uh, so I, and and this bread pudding was to be shared with J-Rod and myself. So I get to J-Rod's house. There's two big old containers of bread pudding. (laughs) And I'm like, oh man, bread pudding. Uh, You know, we got this mutual friend. And she, she hooked us up with some bread pudding. Uh, and no, 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 Casey. Uh, see, that one's mine right there. <laughs> okay, well, that's cool. Uh, but there's a second one. 
Uh, well, no, see that one. That one uh, belongs to uh, 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 Mrs. J. Rod and and in the family and this, that, and the other. Okay. I said, and our friend didn't send me any. No, none at all. None at all. <laughs> I, I can't even. Can I get a little bit of yours, dear, just to taste it? No, I can't do that. No, no, you know, it wouldn't be right because they made it for me. And so then the next time we bump into this friend, oh, here friend we go. Said, uh, Hey, Casey, you know, I didn't hear from you. I hope you enjoyed that bread pudding I sent you. I said, really? I said, well, I let him know J-Rod took all the bread pudding, and he's been boycotted from receiving any desserts now. All right. First of all, Casey, right now you... You suck. That's right. You really. You suck. Uh, you are nothing but a... Loser. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because the story didn't go like that at all. First of all, uh, the friend of ours, the mutual friend, uh, yes, she did provide some bread pudding. However, she said that she just wanted us to taste it. She said taste it. So she bought a very small portion for me to taste. At least that's the way I remembered it. That's what I remembered it. So uh, it really wasn't enough to share. And I wanted to give her an honest opinion on how it tastes. Excuse me. Yes, an honest opinion. There, there were two... Pint-sized containers stuffed <laughs> with bread pudding. All right, like like I said, Casey, you suck. You're nothing but a loser. <laughs> That's exactly what you are. Okay, I'm moving on to the next question. I'm done. I'm not even talking about that anymore. I'm just letting you know that it was enough to taste. All right, here we go. Let's see our our another our another. Okay, Arthur, go ahead. Stephen A. New York City has a question regarding the NBA Finals. He wants to know who he should select to win and why. He added that he needs the information by Thursday so he can use it on his job. <laughs> All right, we know exactly who Steve A is. Yeah, Mr. Loudmouth. <laughs> I'm going to let you take this with Casey. Have at it. All right. So I'm, I'm going to put my reputation on the line. Ooh. All right. Now, the first two games of this series have already, already been played. It's between the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. All right. Boston won game one. Golden State won game two. I'm going to tell you about the next two games, Stephen A., just to help you out. Boston's going to win game three, and Golden State's going to win game four. So take it for what a, uh, take it for what it's worth. All right. So, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, so are you saying that Golden State going to take it all? No, I did not say that at all. Okay. I talked about the next two games. Oh, now we'll be back and do another podcast for the following <laughs> games because there may be an injury that occurs that mm -hmm. can alter um, my decision. But Boston will win Game Three. Okay. Golden State will win Game Four. And then the series will be tied up, right? Correct. And then stay tuned to next week's podcast, and I'll tell you how it will conclude. <laughs> you're gonna be kind of curious. I wonder. Who in your guts think you're going to win this series? But now it seems like you want to hold on to that information. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you can only get let so much out at a time, J-Rod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going I'm just uh, going on his wagon on that one because uh, uh, he's, he has more knowledge uh, in, the, in, in the basketball arena than I do. So, I'm going to let him take the lead on that. But you know something? I'm going to go ahead and, and pause just for a minute to uh, recognize our sponsor, Casey. I think it's time. I think it's time to do that. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Hey. 
All right, this is a time in a podcast where we take a little pause and recognize our sponsor. The first sponsor is King Cap, who allow us to do our podcast every week in his studio, out the way studio here in Indianapolis. Now he have a lot of things under his umbrella, but however, he's very proud of his custom-made t-shirt and apparel business. That's right. If you need anything customized, it can be uh, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, hats, you name it. If you got any events coming up, let's say you have a church event, a family reunion, a, a anniversary, you want something customized, go ahead and reach out to King Cap. His email is kingkap317 at gmail.com. And for you ladies, we was talking about earlier, he customizes bonnets as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Just remember, keep it in the inside. <laughs> All right. Let's recognize our second sponsor, and that is 421 Barbershop, located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, come on in and talk to one of our master barbers again. 421 on Michigan Road here in Indianapolis. There's one, there's one other thing I want to say, uh, Casey, is that, uh, uh, hey, if any of our listeners want to join our breakfast club mm-hmm. at the barbershop, feel free to come in. We normally get together about 7.30 a.m. Uh, right before the, uh, the action gets started in the barbershop, and we have a lot of fun, a lot of conversations. Yeah. I do have to say, you know, KC uh, is normally there. Mr. Logic is there as well. And also one of our callers, our listeners, that actually wrote in the question, Evan, Evan G, is there as well. So I figured I had to throw that in, KC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, but I do have to switch gears on you. There was a serious conversation coming in the, uh, the barbershop Saturday. No doubt. Yeah, and it's, uh, again, it deals with the shootings. Mm-hmm. Right? It's too many of our children. Um been involved in school shootings, and this is one of the worst. Yeah. And this happened down in Texas, and I do believe that there was 21 individuals that was killed. Mm-hmm. And out of that 21, it was 19 of them as children, and I believe two of them was adult, and in fact, it was teachers. Correct. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, it's a repeating thing. I mean, the week before, it was Buffalo, and then, you know, a week later, it's uh, the school in Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I first heard that, you know, I hate to say it, but we hear this type of news in the United States so often, uh, you start to get numb to it. Yeah. But then when I heard the way that the police officer behaved, mm-hmm. I was disgusted. Yeah. When I heard that they was on, they waited an hour, mm-hmm. one full hour before they entered the school because yeah. they heard shooting in the building. So they stayed on the outside. Yeah, and actually, uh, it's my understanding that one of the security officers actually engaged with the shooter on the outside of the building before he went in. Uh, You're right. Now, Gerard, you know how it is in the hood. If the police smell uh, smell weed, they got their guns drawn, (laughs) they're ready for action. That is right. But here's a school shooting, and they just, you know, stand by. Yeah, in fact, you are absolutely right on that because it was some video. It was a video clip where they actually were shooting at the uh, the shooter when he was outside of the school. Now, also, I, I, I did hear, matter of fact, uh, their behavior was so bad that I want you to listen to a former police officer 
one of their own, what she had to say about the incident. Mm -hmm. One of their own. And this is her. To find out that members of the community that I was in for that long waited because some dumbass incident commander said, oh, we're going to wait for a fucking... Fuck that! Fuck that! You got babies! Babies dying! And you're going to stand down! And you're going to wait! You're not going to go in and save those babies. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Take off that fucking badge and turn it in. You give it up. Turn that fucking badge in and give it up. Every one of those. Well, she okay. was yeah. truly upset. Okay. Barbershop.com do want to apologize, apologize for the language, but uh, I think you can understand uh, the highly, uh, the high emotions that she was uh, feeling regarding this and the frustration. Absolutely. Because she was actually, she is a former police Zip. officer. Yeah. First so, off, you know, it is terrible that she had a connection uh, into what she has to say. I mean, she had a serious connection. So I understood that completely. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I was joking before about, you know, how cops uh, go into action when they smell some weed and they're ready, you know, for combat. Mm -hmm. But it is true. How many times have uh, uh, a a black suspect that's unarmed Mm -hmm. is running away and the police pursue him uh, and shoot him. They don't radio back to say, hey, Sarge, what do you think I should do? You know, and here it is. You know, there's a guy here attempting to kill kids, young kids, mm-hmm. and you just stand by and don't do anything. Absolutely. And if, if you layer on top of that, the number of African-Americans that was unarmed and got killed by the police, mm-hmm. unarmed and got killed by the police. Now, they was very aggressive in those situations. Yeah. But they was not aggressive in this situation. In fact, we, we did get some additional information, is that one of the things that people talked about, uh, I do believe he was a Border Patrol officer mm-hmm. that really engaged the shooter and the one that actually shot and killed the shooter. Mm-hmm. The story that you don't hear is that he begged the police officer to take some action and go in there, and they refused. The reason that he was begging for them to take action because his wife and child was in that school. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, he decided that he was going to take it on his own. And he went in the school to get his wife and child. And then he happened to uh, um, encounter the shooter and they had a shootout and he killed him. So it's a totally different story right. than they was talking about the heroic effort right. of the police department. And yeah. strategic when really balance. there was cowardice by the police department because they're standing right outside the door listening to all these gunshots. Mm-hmm. Kids are calling repeatedly 911, begging them to send the police in. Right. No action. And you don't need 
no superior officer to give you the okay when you know that situation is going on. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, you know what's sad is that uh, there were some police officers that went in. Uh, however, they didn't go in for the children. They also went in for their family. For their they own had, child. For their own child. Retrieved, retrieved their child That's and right. left. And left. Yeah. And left. In fact, there was a reporter. I think the reporter was uh, from KENS Channel 5 mm -hmm. that actually was speaking to an officer in regards to that. And I want you to listen to this clip. Okay. Because it's validating what we are talking about, that there was officers that actually went in that school to retrieve their children and left everybody else to die. Let's hear this. And fire a few officers shot. Uh, we've heard that some law enforcement officers actually went into school uh, to get their kids out. Can you right. talk about that? Right. So what we do know, Vanessa, right now that there was some uh, police officers, families trying to get their children out of the school because it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And of course, just as we mentioned, the loss of life, it's, it's just terrible. It's a terrible tragedy right now that took place. But again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were there on scene. Uh, Border Patrol agent. Wow. What? Did you hear that? So... <laughs> So they're, they're stone set on changing the narrative of what really happened mm -hmm. because they weren't going to tell you that there were some officers who had some kids there that went in and got their kids and left. But this reporter found out and put him on the spot. Right. And then he turned around and say, you know, but we got to, you know, focus on these heroic officers that stood by and let all these kids get shot. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's sad. It was no bravery. No, about going in and protecting yours, but letting everybody else yeah. die. You know, now, yeah. you know, it, it brings on also another, I'm switching gears just a little bit, Casey, because mm -hmm. it brings on another issue is that why in the heck this country cannot get anything passed in regards to gun control? It, it, it's sad, man. Um, it's you know, our country is brainwashed. Mm -hmm. They're brainwashed to thinking that, uh, you know, that guns is necessary in order to be safe in this country. But the re the opposite is really the truth. Mm -hmm. All of the guns that have flooded our countries for decades and decades have led to us being the most unsafe nation in the world. No, no question about that. I agree. We are the most unsafe nation in the world. In fact, I ran across a, um, uh, I believe it was a Senator, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And, and he exposed, why we cannot get any gun control here in the United States. Listen to this. Everyone's asking why there hasn't been any gun reform for years. I can show you why. Almost all of these reforms would happen at the state level. I'm legislature in North Carolina. Let me tell you what actually happens. These bills get filed every year. Anything that you think might be a good idea in this space, that's become a bill. It's been filed and it's been blocked by the majority party. They all get blocked every year that means they don't even get a hearing in committee you don't even get a chance to vote on it being in the majority means you can do that because you create the rules let me give you some examples a bill to study youth gun violence just study not actually do anything just study that was blocked red flag laws for people who say they're going to hurt themselves or other people blocked bills promoting the safe storage of firearms blocked even a bill saying you don't have to pay state taxes on firearm storage devices to encourage people to buy and use them more often that was blocked bills to strengthen background checks you know what happened 
But here's the one that gets me, bump stocks. Bump stocks are used to turn a semi-automatic into something pretty close to a fully automatic weapon. It's what was used by the gunman in Las Vegas when he killed 60 people and wounded another 400. That's because those bump stocks let him rapidly fire over a thousand rounds into a crowd of people. But that bill was blocked. And I asked a member of the majority party why, and he said they had received word from the NRA that that bill was going to be scored. And what does that mean? It means anyone voting for that bill could no longer get an A rating from the NRA. So they said it's not going to come to a vote, even though I'm pretty sure they would all like to ban bump stocks. So look, no matter what you think about politics or political parties or even the issue of guns in America, not letting a bill even get a hearing in committee because you're worried you won't get an A rating from the NRA is not a strength. It's a weakness. And that's what's actually happening. All right. You know something? I think I'm going to end our podcast right there to give our listeners something to think about. Yes. Something to think about because that is the inside scoop of why we can't get anything done in this country. So with that being said, Casey, I am just going to go ahead and thank our listeners for listening to us tonight and also supporting us. And also, listener, I do want to put it out there. If you want to be a sponsor, feel free to give us a call here at the studios and we can give you instructions on how to do that. So with that being said, Casey, I'm going to turn it over to you to just go ahead and close us out. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.talk. It's available on your favorite podcast platform. Please be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob! Money count on, cash on me. Shotty blew my phone, that's corny. That's a no no, I'm trying to hustle. That white one.